The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. On the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread, when they sacrificed the Passover lamb, Jesus' disciples said to him, Where do you want us to go and prepare for you to eat the Passover? He sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the city, and a man will meet you, carrying a jar of water. Follow him. Wherever he enters, say to the master of the house, The teacher says, Where is my guest room, where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? Then he will show you a large upper room, furnished and ready. Make the preparations for us there. The disciples then went off, entered the city, and found it just as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover. While they were eating, he took bread, said the blessing, broke it, gave it to them, and said, Take it, this is my body. Then he took a cup, gave thanks and gave it to them, and they all drank from it. He said to them, This is my blood of the covenant, which will be shed for many. Amen, I say to you, I shall not drink again the fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. Then, after singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. The Gospel of the Lord. Brothers and sisters, today we celebrate the Feast of Corpus Christi. This feast that celebrates the Eucharist and and focuses our attention on the Eucharist, which is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ. And it's a feast day that for lots of reasons has, has a great meaning for me personally. You know, when I was ordained in 2005, it was during a year dedicated to the Eucharist. And my first Mass was actually this Sunday, this Corpus Christi Sunday. And, and it was such a privilege to, to begin my priesthood on, on such an amazing feast day. And in his encyclical letter on the Eucharist, John Paul II, he talks about this concept or this dynamic of Eucharistic amazement, right? Like Eucharistic amazement. That, that really, every single time we encounter our Lord in the Eucharist, we should be filled with this sense of amazement, this sense of wonder. It should lead us to sort of ask ourselves and reflect on the question, like, why does it matter that we have the Eucharist? You know, the Eucharist is what makes us distinctly Catholic. You know, when I was in Army Chaplain School back in 2008, I think, it, no, it was actually like 2004 or something like that. I remember this 
they were talking about, because it's very ecumenical and you have to minister to all different religions, they were talking about, well, Pentecostals focus on the Holy Spirit and, and you know, Baptists focus on Scripture and Catholics focus on the Eucharist. Like, that was just kind of like how they said it. But then the question, like, comes, like, like why does that matter? You know, and we know that the Eucharist is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus, but, you know, in a deeper way, like, the Eucharist is Jesus. And that's something that kind of can, can go past us, or, or we don't always think about that. You know, we can think of the Eucharist as a doctrine and not a person. I remember the first time I was confronted with this, I was on a retreat, and there was an Opus Dei priest giving this retreat when I was in college, and he, he would expose the Blessed Sacrament, and then he would sit in his chair, which was kind of like parallel to where the Blessed Sacrament was, and he would just turn towards the Blessed Sacrament and just say, Lord, and he would just start talking to Jesus, like, very plainly. And I remember thinking, like, that's weird. Oh, wait a minute. Like, that's actually, like, what we believe. That's actually consistent. You know, we believe that the second person of the Holy Trinity became man and took on a human nature and then suffered everything that we've suffered. And then he died and then he rose again and ascended into heaven and it sits at the right hand of the Father. But before he died, he took bread and said, this is my body. So that in a very real way, he would remain with his disciples until the end of the age. So that 2,000 years later, we can sit with the same person that the disciples sat with. And if all that's true, that means he really loves us and he really desires us and he desires to be with us and he desires for us to be in his presence. He desires us to be united with him. Which is an amazing thing. And as I was reflecting on today's gospel, I was, the, the person in the gospel that jumped out at me was like the person carrying the water jar, who I've never really considered before. And, but the person carrying the water jar kind of jumped out at me because it's all this kind of cloak and dagger exchange where our Lord is like, go into the city, there will be a man carrying a water jar, follow him. And so, and then go to the house. And when you get to the house, the water jar guy, he's just going to take you to the house. And then ask the master of the house, where are we supposed to prepare for our Lord to eat the Passover? And I was thinking about this guy who, who might be just going along in his, his normal everyday life and with no clue that what he was doing was preparing a place. And then in that place... Jesus, the Son of God, would take bread and say, this is my body, and the first Mass would be offered the first time that bread would be transformed into his body, blood, soul, and divinity would happen in that place. And I was thinking about the kind of Eucharistic amazement for that guy carrying the water jar when he realizes what happened and how the Lord used him in order to make himself present, in order to make himself present like down through the generations. And having that kind of Eucharistic amazement means that we're always looking for the ways that our Lord is preparing a place for us. 
know, always looking for the ways that our Lord is preparing a place for us. And for me, in my own life, and my own priesthood, a lot of times that becomes clear in reflecting on feast days like today and what our Lord does with them. You know, so I was ordained on the Feast of Corpus Christi in the year of the Eucharist. And then a year later, my father, who had moved to Lincoln around the time I was ordained, he had cancer and he started to decline through like April and May. And then he passed away on the Feast of Corpus Christi, which was also Father's Day. And, and it was also a year in which he had become an acolyte, which meant that his own relationship with the Eucharist was growing and deepening and changing. And, and it was this moment in which sort of this day of great joy, my ordination was matched with like this day of sorrow in my father's death. But also the Eucharist is what like provided the greatest consolation around his death. So another aspect of Eucharistic amazement is that the same Jesus who sits at the right hand of the father is now present in the tabernacle. And because of that, we can be united with everyone who has gone before us, with everyone who has died. Because if we, if we look upon our Lord in the Eucharist, and we know that at the same time, our deceased relatives and brothers and sisters and friends and family are looking upon our Lord in heaven, we're both looking at the same person. Kind of like if he was to make himself transparent, we would be able to see each other. And the most united we are to any of our deceased family members and friends is there because of this person, because we have the same person. Which is an amazing thing and brings great comfort in the midst of sorrow. So as St. Monica, as she was dying, St. Augustine wanted to take her back to her homeland. And she said, don't worry about where my body's buried. Just remember me at the altar. Because she sort of knew that when he held the Eucharist in his hands, that he was beholding the same person she would be beholding in heaven. And in that space, we find unity. is an amazing thing. You know, and, and as we celebrate this Feast of Corpus Christi, for me, also personally, it's, it'll always now be tied to my time here with you in Wahoo. And I was, I was reflecting on that and how, you know, this is my last weekend here. And my first weekend here was the Feast of All Saints. So, like, that's a pretty good, like, beginning and end. And just with a lot of gratitude, um, I was thinking about how I was, on, I was on retreat about a year ago, and in the midst of my retreat, Father Faulkner called me and, uh, and asked me to go to a meeting with him and Archbishop Lucas, and that, and that was sort of when I started to realize, like, he's probably going to leave the parish. And, and I was praying for him and, and for you in chapel and, and our Lord just very strongly put it on my heart that like I was supposed to come here. 
And, and I remember being like, yeah, right, Jesus. But, but it just like wasn't going away. And it was surprising. And I knew it was from him because like I had never really had a desire to be a pastor. And, and I thought I was sort of locked into like special ministry for the rest of my life, you know, because I have this special ministry that I do. And, uh, but then our Lord just like kept it there. And, and then as the weeks went by, just sort of remaining open, doors started to, just the doors opened. And coming here like last November, like I was very confident that like, I am doing exactly what our Lord has called me to do. And our Lord has prepared a place for me here. And during my time here, our Lord has been constantly working on my own heart and, and awakening in me just those desires that I do have to do just like pastoral, just to be a pastor. And, and because of that, you know, I wrote the bishop and I said, I'm open to being a pastor. And then he said, you're going to Palmyra. And I was like, oh. but our Lord can prepare a place for me there too. Right? And I have a lot of excitement about that now. Right? I have a lot of excitement. We go through these like, stages of grief and now I'm like, excited that it's coming. Right? I often say it's like when you got pregnant with your seventh baby and everybody's like, are you excited? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then like, by the time the baby comes, you're like, okay, I'm ready. It's kind of like that. And, um, but, I, but I do owe that, and I owe a debt of gratitude to you and, and the community here at St. Wenceslas because it, like, you have played that role in awakening that in me. And, um, and for that, I'll be forever grateful. You know, in lots of ways, you were like a water jar carrier for me. You know, like this person who unknowingly was preparing the way for our Lord to do something different in my life. And, and it has been a great joy to be with you and to be with you through the liturgical seasons this year. And, uh, and I'll continue to carry you in my heart as I go and continue to take consolation that like we're all united every single time we receive communion. It unites us no matter what parish we're at or what church we're at throughout the world. The Eucharist is the sign of unity. And so today, as we celebrate this great feast day, let us pray that the Lord continue to prepare those places in our hearts where he wants to work the most. Let's take the time to offer some prayers of thanksgiving for all of those people who have had that role of sort of carrying the water jar, like the people who founded this parish, the people who built this church for the first time. All of the prisoners who have gone before us, our family members who have gone before us, that person who invited us back to the church if we'd been away for a while, our parents who passed on the faith to us, the people who have been good examples in our life, they've all prepared something so that our Lord could have a deeper impact. And we pray especially for a greater sense of Eucharistic wonder, Eucharistic amazement, and, and to have eyes that are open to see when our Lord is showing up in more profound ways. 
and that we may respond to him with open hearts. That we may be transformed. That this parish may truly be a light that shines in the darkness and a sign of unity which is so needed in our current times.